guys, it's Heather. We're excited to announce that we're having church in July. It'll be one service at 10 a.m. every Sunday throughout July. We want to encourage you to connect with the House of Light. Find one by downloading our Wayo app. This week's sermon is about God's cycle of blessings. Enjoy this message. This is a Moedim time. Pentecost is one of those Moedim times or an appointed time. This is one of those times in God where the scriptures tell us that this is a, a three times a year is an annual Moedim, a appointed time that God said from the very inception of his people, having a people in the earth, God said, here's how I want to stay connected with you, my people. Three times a year, I want you to gather around me around these appointed times and I want to have a divine meeting or a divine appointment with you. And he scheduled those for us. I don't know about you, but I love that God is so intentional that he's planned us out a calendar in the scripture to say, hey, three times a year, it's called a Hebraic Moedim or an appointed time. I want to set aside time just to come and meet with you. Touch two people, say you're at the right place at the right time. Tell them you're at the right place at the right time. In Exodus, 23, in Exodus 23, it says something like this. Three times a year, you are to celebrate a festival to me. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days, eat bread made without yeast as I commanded you to do at this appointed time. Somebody say appointed time. This is speaking of Passover, of course, that we've already celebrated in the month of Aviv. For in that month, you came out of Egypt. Now, no one is to appear before me empty-handed. So what is God saying? God's saying is when you celebrate, don't come empty-handed, but according as I've blessed you, bring a thank offering. Bring something that's going to keep you connected with me in faith. Trusting me, not trusting stuff. Right? Celebrate, this is where we are today, the festival of harvest. Somebody say harvest. I got good news for somebody. We're in a festival of harvest. Now, hang on. This is a time that God said, set aside a day to celebrate the fact that I'm going to give you a harvest. I'll be back over here in a minute. I'm going to come over here. I said, God said, set aside a day just to celebrate the fact that I'm going to give you a harvest. Somebody here ought to celebrate the fact that God's going to give you a harvest. And I'm coming all the way back. That God... <laughs> Somebody's about to get a harvest over here. <laughs> harvest time. Now here's where I, here's what's interesting. God wants us to transition like this, see, because it says, when you celebrate the festival of harvest with the first fruits of the crops you sow in your field, and then lastly, celebrate the festival of ingathering at the end of the year when you've gathered all the crops in. The whole scripture's about harvest. Moving in a harvest season, in a harvest process. God's got a harvest for people here today. So the reason some people get stuck is we don't believe in harvest. And we especially don't believe it right now. But God wants us to understand that he has a harvest for us. A season to harvest in. A time when God has destined us to harvest. See, I got a word for somebody. There's a harvest on the other side of your trial. 
there's a harvest on the other side of your burden because my Bible said in Psalm 126, he that goes forth bearing precious seed, weeping, shall doubtless come back again, bringing his harvest with him. You may have cried over something in one season, but you about to get a harvest on it in this season. You may have carried a burden in the past season, but you about to get a harvest on it in this season. There is a reward on the other side of your burden. God doesn't call you to carry a burden he ain't going to reward you for. My Bible says, in, I say my Bible, I'm talking about my Bible. My Bible tells me in Hebrews eleven six, if you come to God, you must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. A lot of people get stuck because you go into a burden season and that season ends and you don't get a harvest on it. And it keeps you in a burden mentality when in actuality, my Bible says whatever you're going through is only temporary, but it's working inside of you an eternal way to glory. I've got good news for somebody. Your burden's got an expiration date on it. And that's what Pentecost is about. It's about harvesting. It's about cycling with God. There's a cycle. There's a pattern with God. That we need to understand God's cycles. And hopefully you're tracking with me and you've been here long enough to understand. But if not, we can help you today. This is God's cycles of blessings. We're talking about Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. Three times a year, a harvest cycle, a seasonal cycle, a spiritual cycle that God wants to move us in each and every year. In this pattern that God has provided. Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. Passover is all about redemption. So, unfortunately, a lot of us as Christians think you're only redeemed once. You were redeemed once with the sacrificial blood of Christ for the salvation of our sins. But God comes every year to redeem another area of our lives. I, when I first got saved, I got redeemed from drugs. But then another season came and my marriage got redeemed. Then another season came and my money got redeemed. Then another season came and my health got redeemed. Then another season came and my money. Come, You know what I'm saying? Another season came, my gifts got redeemed. My calling got redeemed. Every year, God's wanting to redeem something in your life. And he does it by buying you back out of the hand of the enemy by the blood of the lamb. Woo! And so every year there's a redemption plan. But then redemption doesn't stop there. It moves you to Pentecost, which is revelation, information. God wants to get information to you every year to keep you moving into the process. That's what happened in Israel. They left, they left Egypt. 50 days later, they wind up on Sinai, and they get information, revelation, that led them all the way to Tabernacle, which was their promised land, their inheritance, which is always about restoration. Every year, God's wanting to redeem a part of your life and give you information and revelation so you can move more fully into your inheritance that God planned for you to walk in before the foundations of the earth. God's trying to restore your inheritance. Know ye not that you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ? God is continually trying to move us in cycles of restoration. And it's based on the pattern God gave us in his word. The pattern God gave us was the tabernacle. This book ain't a religious book. 
This book ain't a rule-keeping book. This book is information that will change your life once you get a revelation about it. It's called the B-I-B-L-E, Basic Instruction Before Leaving Earth. Come on, somebody. It, 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 it's not a religious book to get, it's like the Bible belt to be beat with. It's the Word of God that's supposed to empower us so that we can live a life the way God called us to live it. Come on, somebody. And so the pattern he laid out, it's not, this isn't just one thing I'm dragging, pulling out of God's word. It's a pattern. It's the tabernacle, Moses pattern. It's the altar that's outside, that's redemption. It's the lampstand, showbread, illumination. It's the ark of the covenant, that's restoration. And so every year God takes us on a journey, what? Through redemption, through illumination, revelation, into God's presence. And year after year, he's taken us into cycles that we might know God more. Every year is a, a, a purpose cycle with God to move us into God's cycles of knowing Jesus better, knowing God more through the Holy Spirit. You should know God more this year than you did last year. There's no getting stuck with God when you understand he's got a pattern for you. He just keeps moving us in these cycles of knowing him. It's, my Bible says in Proverbs 4, the pathway of the righteous should shine brighter and brighter and brighter even into the perfect day. Cycles of God. So this feast that we're in right now, in the middle of this, is all about provision or harvest. It's called feast of harvest. Somebody say harvest. harvest. It's about a harvest of what? Revelation, physical provision, and the Holy Spirit. Revelation, physical provision in the Holy Spirit. Revelation because the first Pentecost is not Acts 2 when it came on the disciples. The first Pentecost is Exodus when they left Egypt and God came and gave the Ten Commandments. That was the first Pentecost. Pente means 50, 50 days after Passover. The second Pentecost was when God came again, came down and fell on the disciples with the Holy Spirit. But also it was the Feast of Wheat Harvest for the people of Israel, a physical manifestation of harvesting wheat. And so these are three harvests that God talks about. The first is revelation. It's important to have revelation. There is no harvest without revelation. And, 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 we, and, and, and I'm going to say this, and I don't want to, it's not mean-spirited. It's just a mandate God put on me. And recently just got a new mantle on me when I was out in Dallas that God, that God said through the prophets that I had been mantled for the south. I like that because I'm a southerner. But God said I had been mantled for the south, especially for the states that had succeeded. And my mantle and mission for God was to break religious, superstitious ignorance <laughs> off God's people. My mandate was to, re, to, was to break religious, ignorant, superstition off God's people. And loose them into God's purposes and plans through Israel. Well, you only do that by revelation knowledge. And see, like for example, we'll start here today, hopefully walking in this mandate. The revelation represents what God did when he gave the Ten Commandments. But see, we through religious ignorance and superstition have made the Ten Commandments an idol. We think there's power in stone. There ain't no power in stone with words on them. It actually was never given to us to be a law. It was never given us as 10 laws to keep. It was given for instruction to live by. 
See, listen to me. If you live with a basic understanding of the morality of the Ten Commandments, you're going to live a pretty good life. It's just basic, basic instruction. Honor God. Honor your parents. Don't steal. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Honor the Sabbath. These are not laws to be kept. They're instructions to live by. But see, we don't understand that. And so we need to get us a revelation. We need to get us some understanding. And I don't even know why I'm stuck here, but I'm going to stay here a minute because it's 11 o'clock and we don't have to go to 3. But I, no, I'm just saying. We're, uh, <laughs> but I need, I need to head this way a minute because there's a religious ignorance and superstition about the Ten Commandments. Come on now. Ten Commandments are about instruction, about understanding about how to live. That's what the Bible's about. But you see, we, we want to give all that to law, and it's not law, it's instruction. If you read the book of Leviticus, most of us, especially in the South, we move that away as law, but it's not law. It's instruction. But we just say, well, it's law, so I'm not going to listen to it. That's why some of us are sick. Why, in the book of Leviticus, God told you what to eat. And told you what not to eat. But we don't want to listen to God because we ain't got no revelation. Y'all ain't listening to me today. I'm not saying eating catfish is going to send you to hell. I'm just saying it's going to mess up some down, going to give you a downstairs mix up. You know what I'm talking about? People say, uh oh, everything's sanctified by the prayer, by prayer. No, that's not what it says. It says everything's sanctified, sanctified by the word of God and prayer. You can, go to, you can go to the top of the river today and you can get catfish and pray all over it. You ain't sanctifying it. Because it ain't a sanctified food. I'm not saying you can't eat some catfish every now and then. I'm just saying if you eat it all the time, you probably are asking for trouble. I'm sorry to jump on you shrimp scampi at Red Lobster, but I'm telling you, you ain't going to sanctify it with prayer. It ain't sanctified. Why? Because God's wanting to limit you? No, he doesn't want you to eat fish that's eating poop. I mean, that's just as simple as it gets. Don't eat the fish that eat poop. It ain't going to be good for you, God says. I put them here to eat poop, not for you to eat. That's all God's saying. He's not saying, I'm going, you know, I'm holy, don't eat shrimp. He said, don't eat things that eat poop. It's bad. But by our religious ignorance, we're praying over catfish thinking we're sanctifying it, and you ain't sanctified because it's still eating poop, and then you're eating it. I hope you're not losing the love for catfish because I'm not saying you can't eat catfish. I'm just saying God's word was never about legalism and law. It was about receiving instruction to live a powerful life on the earth. Woo! Touch three people and say, get you a revelation. I know, I feel people hating on me about your catfish already. I got hating on me about it. Here's a scripture for you. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have, been, you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. 
as warriors rejoice when dividing the splendor. This is the season in God where he opens the heaven and he gives you light. He's going to light up an area of your life. I've been bumping around with you a little bit about the eating. That's just for fun. But it's some sincerity in it as well. But God will give you revelation. You've got to have some revelation if you're going to move out of where you are. The only thing that's going to take you to the next place is a new understanding. Is a bit more revelation about what God wants. So touch two or three people and say, you're about to get a revelation. Two, quickly. It's about physical provision. This season, Feast of Harvest, it's about illumination. It's about revelation. It's about the lampstand. It's about your mind and your eyes and your spiritual heart getting reopened, new information. But it's also about physical provision. This is actually the business person's month, according to the Hebraic calendar. Zebulon, where businesses get to expand their boundaries. So if you're a businessman or woman in, in, in the sound of my voice, this is the month God says, I'm gonna give you a download of revelation and your business is about to have expand, about to get expanded because of boundaries being moved out. But see, most business people don't even know that this Bible has it. My brother Dan gave us a revelation last week, said Rockefeller found out that you should drill for oil. Wasn't it Rockefeller? Rockefeller found out you should drill for oil in the Mideast because he read the Bible and determined there must be oil in the Mideast after he read the Old Testament and went and started drilling oil. Come on, somebody. Tell me, revelation elite. Well, God... God bless Rockefeller. I'm just going to keep beating my catfish, I think. And I'm, just, I'm not really concerned about all. I'm just going to get me some catfish. Come on now. People who sat in darkness have seen a great light. But it's about physical provision. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits. Somebody say first fruits. First fruits of all your crops. Your barns will be filled with overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Man, I read that this week. I was preaching to another preacher on the telephone and the Holy Ghost came on me and I got so excited I almost jumped up and ran, ran around my own office. I was like, Dr. Patio, hold my donkey while I shout. I, uh, you know, uh, mule, mule, mule. Hold my mule while I shout. I was because I got to preaching to him about first fruits because it's changed my life. First fruits has changed my life and how I do life. When I, when I realize I honor God first all the time with everything and he honors me back. Every time I honor him, he honors me. I honor him, he honors me. I honor him, he honors me. When I got a hold of that, I'm, I'm done. I'm a first fruits man. But man, when I saw this, honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase. Just like this, the Holy Ghost said, Kent, remember where it says 30, 60, 100 fold? I see, I think I do. I looked it up, Matthew, Mark 4, 8 through 9. Still another seed fell on good soil, and it came and grew and produced a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Y'all heard that, hadn't you? Lord said, you know what that's about? I said, don't have a clue. I understand the soil deal. Lord said, 30, 30 that's Passover. 60, as Pentecost. 100, as Tabernacles. He said, if you sow at Passover and don't sow any time out, you can get a 30 harvest. You sow, you sow Passover and Tabernacles, we're talking about 60. 
you sow all three and get in the cycle, we're talking hundredfold. And the Lord just downloaded me with this in a supernatural way because I had never seen the way this worked before. God said, God instructed me, he said, Kent, too many people sow and they don't know when the harvest is coming. He said, but I've given you a cycle that you should get a harvest every year. Not 10 years down the road, not five years down the road. The harvest that you sow for should be the harvest that you get this year, not down the road. And man, it just exploded in my mind because I, I, I can't say I'm planting anything, but my son Caleb is and I'm watching him. And he planted and he asked all the farmers, when do you plant? They said, Easter. They said, that is the time. If you're going to have a garden, plant it around Easter. Easter's the time to get your seed in the ground at Easter. That got my attention. Because my Bible says unless a seed goes in the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it goes and dies, it comes forth and brings many with it. That's the resurrection, isn't it? Why? And it hit me. Kent, this ain't giving and receiving. The whole universe works on this pattern. Are you with me still? So are you sure? Are you still mad about the catfish? Okay. It hit me. The farmer plants at, at uh, Passover. He, I don't know a farmer in this, under the sound of my voice who's believing for a harvest three years from now. He believes if he plants within about 50, Within about 50 days, because I watched it in this cycle. My son, he planted the seed at Easter or Passover, and just as we started into this week, we saw first fruits. We saw first fruits coming up on the plants. Come on now. We saw first fruits coming up on the plants. That's why this is called Feast of Harvest or Feast of First Fruits. The Holy Spirit was given to you and me at the Feast of First Fruits. Why? He is the first fruits of our salvation. The Holy Spirit's actually not your whole inheritance. It's only a deposit, the first of everything that God has for you down the road. So the Lord showed me. He said, Kent, this was an agricultural society. They knew they, they lived harvest to harvest. Please listen to me. They, and so the Lord, Lord said, look, here you go at Pentecost. Don't, don't start eating this produce. Take the first of it. Offer it to the Lord, ensuring that the harvest is bountiful. And then it says, by the time you get to tabernacles, you should have got a harvest so big that your barns will be filled with plenty that'll last you all the way till the next pass. Why does it say just before they went into the promised land, he said, eat, it was Passover. Eat up the old harvest because you're headed for a... Touch somebody, say, you're headed for a new harvest. Come on. Woo! This year. Look here, Genesis 26, 12. Bam. Bam. Batteries are low. <laughs> Isaac planted crops in that land in the same year. The, when? 
When? When? Reaped a what? Why? You preaching now. Come on, somebody. You preaching now. What year? How much? Why? When? How much? Why? I got to hear you one more time. When? How much? Why? You better stop it. Cycles. But see, we, we, because of our ignorance of God's word, we live paycheck to paycheck instead of harvest to harvest. My paycheck ain't my harvest. That's my seed. I'm about work. I love work and work ethic, but that ain't my harvest. That's my seed. God's in charge of my harvest. My paycheck gives me seed, but only God determines my harvest. My employer doesn't determine my harvest. Donald Trump doesn't determine my harvest. Congress don't determine my harvest. Economics doesn't determine my harvest. They may determine my paycheck, but they don't determine my harvest. Why? I've already broke into the cycles of God, and I'm moving every year with God from harvest to harvest. Touch three people, say, get ready for a harvest. Tell them. All right. Last. Revelation, physical provision. This is powerful to me. Holy Spirit. Not only was it when Torah came down, not only was it when the wheat harvest occurred, but it's also when Holy Spirit was given. On the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, the Bible says they were seated in one accord, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came in and empowered the disciples. Lord spoke to me about that recently. I said, what was that, Lord? He said it was a spiritual upgrade. The Holy Spirit coming on this. Yes, speaking in tongues is part of it and prophesying, but actually it's a spiritual upgrade. I said, what do you mean by that, Lord? Lord said, don't you remember I told him, there's many things I need to tell you, but I can't share them with you right now because I got to go away so I can send you another one that will help you process what I actually want to say because you can't receive it right now because the things of the flesh can't receive the things of God. They're only revealed by the Spirit and you can't process it till you get the Spirit. And then the Lord showed it to me in the Scriptures. It says in Acts 18, Paul, uh, bringing the feast back alive in the New Testament, Paul said, I got to go to, I got to be in Jerusalem by Pentecost. He said, I can't miss this, this feast. Why? Because God gives us an upgrade every year. He goes right into that, and the next scripture is interesting. Let's look at that. He says something along these lines. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man, thorough knowledge of scriptures, had been instructed in the ways of the Lord, and spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more accurately. They pulled him aside and gave him an upgrade. See what happened next. And then while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus and there found some disciples and asked him, did you receive the Holy Spirit after you believed? 
They said, we hadn't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. He said, then what baptism, baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. That's salvation. This Paul's here. Do you know how many of God's people are stuck in salvation? I'm glad you saved, but you're stuck. You need to know the ways of God more accurately. Because it says right here, it says we hadn't even heard there was a Holy Spirit. Right? He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. And on hearing this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. And then Paul placed his hands on them. The Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. They got a, they got a spiritual upgrade. Now, why does God want you to have a spiritual upgrade? Because there's things he wants to give you. And there's things he wants to show you, but you can't receive them if you don't have the Spirit. Why? You don't, have the, you don't have the ability to receive it and process it. I'm going to have to go to the Bible. Listen, I'm, I'm, come on now, I'm fired up. Somebody said they're right with me. Come on now. I got... I just want to read this to you because I didn't put it in my notes, but I think it's important. Here we go. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. It is written, eye is not seen, ear is not heard. Your mind can't even comprehend the things which God has prepared for you. But God has revealed them through his spirit. Why? For the spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man, and what, even so no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now you have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that you might know the things that have been freely given to you by God. I'm going to borrow you. I have a phone, like most everybody these days. And I, it's, mine's an iPhone. And you know what happens? They send me this thing saying, upgrade. I'm like, remind me tomorrow. <laughs> upgrade, install now. I'm like, remind me tonight. My go-to is tonight, tomorrow, Remind me anytime you want to, I'm not downloading your upgrade. Why? Because I did it one time. You know what happened? My whole phone got, no, it wasn't messed up. I was messed up. The phone was fine. I just didn't know what to do with it. I was like, what happened to my icons? And I, you know, and I had to, what, it changed. And one of the main reasons people are afraid of an upgrade is because it's going to bring change. But the reason you need it is because they're wanting to get me some information that I don't have the ability to process. 
They actually are trying to make my life easier, giving me a better process in which to process information if I will just take time to download it. But I'm always wanting to do it later because it's going to take some time for me to change to learn how to do. You can't put new wine in an old wine skin. Because if I try to process this stuff in this phone without the upgrade, it'll blow the phone up. But if I get the download, then I can begin to process everything they send to me. And you know where it's at? It's in the cloud. Whoa, come on, somebody. I said it's in the cloud. And I found out something good. I said, how do I connect to the cloud? They said, get somewhere that's got a strong Wi-Fi and get connected, tap into the cloud, and get you a download. Come on, somebody. I got good news. We got a strong Wi-Fi working here today. And all you got to do is get connected in the spirit and get you an upgrade, get you a download, and get you a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Somebody jump on your feet and praise God with me a minute. Woo! Come on. Man. They call my system IOS. I'm calling it, I'm operating spirit. God wants to give you an upgrade today. Some of you have never known there was a Holy Spirit. Some of you are in the baptism of salvation. You never tapped into the Holy Spirit. Today you can have him. Or you can say, remind me later. Seriously. Because I understand everybody ain't ready for change. And that's okay. There's no condemnation in that. When you're ready for change, God will be ready for you. Now, you may have to wait till next Pentecost. That's what people don't want to hear. Call upon me while I'm near, he said. That's what these feasts are about. Because there's certain seasons God's doing certain things. God's accessible all the time. But there's certain seasons the heavens are open and it's just easy. Easy to get what's happening. Why? You're connected. The cloud's open. You're pour it into you and so we're simply asking God to do three things today we're asking God number one to give us a fresh revelation fresh instructions I I love that preacher that preaches on wisdom Murdoch he says if you want a new harvest get you a new instruction because with every new instruction comes a harvest God what are you asking me to do in this season get you an instruction from the Lord Proverbs talks about that. Get, look, for, look for instruction. Gain wisdom and understanding. It's better than riches, better than ruby, better than gold. Get God's instruction. Because if I get God's instruction and I start doing that, this moves me in revelation knowledge. But secondly, we all know that if God gives you instruction, you got to have resources. Because normally he's asking you to do something. Go somewhere. Do something for him. Help somebody. So you got to have provision to go along with that but also you got to have power you got to be able to process all this with the Holy Spirit and we just believe this is a feast of harvest and we believe that the Holy Spirit's going to do that right now in our midst that we're going to tap into a vein of revelation we're going to pray three prayers here in just the next five minutes six minutes we're going to pray for a spirit of revelation to come on us we're going to pray for harvest and giving a first fruits 
offering and believing God for a harvest as he's commanded us to do. And then last, we're going to ask for the Holy Spirit to give us a fresh upgrade and move us forward in this season. Everybody okay with that? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for being so intentional about this Feast of Pentecost. Thank you that you're moving us into another cycle of harvest with you. So we simply join our hearts in faith today and we welcome Holy Spirit into this meeting. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my home. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this space. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life. We just open our hearts. We begin to worship you and we say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come on. I hope you enjoyed this message. For more content like this, please visit wordalive.tv or download the Wayo app. If you're ready for your next step, jump into Freedom Track anytime. Have a great week.